Welcome to A Coach's Perspective. I'm your host, Jenny Hopkins, and this show is presented to you by Great Southern Bank. Great Southern Bank is serious about convenience. With nearly 100 banking centers in six states, hundreds of ATMs and mobile and online banking services, you're always in touch with your money. Learn more at greatsouthernbank.com, member FDIC. We want to thank Joe Turner, Kelly Polonis, all the teammates over at Great Southern Bank for their involvement. Other sponsors that we're grateful for and hand-picked, Highland Dairy. Craig Lehman with Shelter Insurance, Bill Grant Ford and Bolivar, Story Construction, West Logging, Greg and Melinda Burnett, and Springfield Yard Cards. So we have a great show tonight, and I'm really excited about it. Um, we're kicking off kind of a new series, um, but I want to recap our last show first. Um, you can go and listen to that last show um, at acoachesperspective.com. You can listen to it there. You can listen to it on iTunes, Spotify, Verbal, and Helium Satellite Radio. We had Josh Scott and Brandon Clark. And for one week only, we renamed the show An Athletic Director's Perspective. And we talked with them a little bit about that vital role in sports. But tonight, we're kicking off a new series. And I've got a couple of guys in here, and I'm very excited to have them. Um, I had a little bit of a media committee. I don't want to mention names, Wyatt Wheeler, John West, Corey Riggs, that were watching the Blue and Gold Tournament last week. And I said, give me some of your top performers. And in every single list, these two guys showed up. So I'm si- excited to have them tonight. Curry Sutherland from Logan Rogersville, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. And Nick Burry from a place called Greenwood Laboratory School. Where is that located? <laughs> On Missouri State's campus. Excellent. And I'm just kidding because I know I know Nick, and I've been watching you play, Nick, for a long time. And one of the things, I'm going to start with you because one of the things that I've seen is the progression that you have had since your first year um, as a freshman at Greenwood. I watched you walk into an open gym and they were playing four on four you didn't have enough for five on five you're playing four on four and you were going a hundred percent you were diving you were running into the wall and I was so impressed from that first day in a summer open gym watching how hard you work and the progression that you have made it was not by accident you have worked really hard and I want to congratulate you on that thank you I appreciate that you love to play hard. I know that that's one of the big things, but you also have developed your skills quite a bit. So tell me, what is it that you like about the game of basketball? Uh, I just love basketball. It's a lot of fun, just getting better, just competing against other teams, competing against guys you know. It's a lot of fun. You know that guy sitting next to you. I do, yes. Right. <laughs> um, Curry, uh, you, you had a tremendous tournament as well. Um, I think that, uh, you know, one of the things that, that's great about the way you play is it's just how athletic you are. I mean, you're very versatile. You can do a lot of things. You can face the basket. You can put your back to the basket. Um, you have a lot of weapons. But offensively, you're talented, but you also do a lot of things defensively. You alter shots. Um, you do a tremendous job on deny defense. Um, you track the ball very, very well. Um, so congratulations on a great tournament. Thank you. Now, I, I will say that, um, you know, you have, you know, you've had a lot of progression as well over the years. I don't know if that's due to Coach Schaefer or not. Coach Schaefer is your, your coach at Logan Rogersville, and he does a tremendous job. Yes, he but, does. you know, it's sometimes hard for me to compliment him. I go way back for him. But he does a nice job. And I want to know a little bit about um, what it is about the sport of basketball that you love because 
baseball is really your number one sport. You're going to Missouri right. State University to play baseball for Coach Keith Gutton. Um, tell me what it is, though, about the sport of basketball, the season you're in right now. Uh, basketball, it keeps me in shape for baseball. That's the number one. But I don't know. I The students come out and support. There's, you don't get the same feeling with high school baseball as you do with high school basketball. The crowd's more into it. The town's more into it. You're just you're able to compete in front of more people. Uh, I like I, I like competing. It's my favorite thing to do. That's why I play all my sports. I like I enjoy competing. So they're just high school basketball gives that other aspect that you get to play in front of more people. You know, and being at Logan Rogersville, they've had some tremendous teams. Um, they've had some tremendous players. They've had some tremendous coaches. John Schaefer being right up there in the in the mix of some of the top coaches in the in the entire state. Tell me a little bit about what it's like playing for him and, and representing Logan Rogersville as as a school and as a community. Right. Well, obviously we've had a lot of great players that have played before me, and I've gotten to learn from some of them. I missed my season last year, but I was still around a lot and got to be around Schaefer's coaching, and he has he just focuses on – he presses defense hard and working hard on the defensive end, and I think that just helps translate the amount of times that he's like work hard, work hard, work hard, work hard, and it just helps helps the team work work hard all the time. Yeah, that does make a big difference. He does demand um, accountability with his players, and I think that's really important. Um, and I, I think he finds a nice balance of finding that accountability and also that that kind of that love and support for you as well. Um, but that's as nice as I'm going to be to him tonight. All right. So Nick, you, you know, you play at Greenwood Laboratory School. Um, Darren Taylor has just, um, got his 600th win, which was fantastic. Um, but what is it like representing Greenwood? What is it like representing, um, you know, the, a laboratory school that's in the middle of a university? It's an honor, really. It's a lot of fun just playing for such a great coach with such great teammates. A lot of great guys before me, as everybody knows, Aminu, Tommy, Grant. Everybody. I mean, we've had a lot of success throughout the years, and I've had a lot of fun, learned a lot. Someone was telling me, um, you know, the other day that, you know, Nick Burry has two blue and gold championships and two blue and gold third place, and a lot of people can't say that in the four years that they've played high school basketball, and you've been an integral part of each one. How does that feel? I mean, it's awesome. Just stopped and think about, like, wow, I'm 14-2 and in the blue and gold. Like, just awesome, just the amount of memories I've made in that tournament and just all the fun times. I go back and see pictures of it, just all the celebration, the locker room. I mean, just a lot of good memories. And playing on a collegiate floor on such a big stage, it's got to be exciting as well. Yeah. Well, tell me a little bit about what is your what is your favorite play in basketball? Like, what gets you pumped up? You're talking about celebrations. Well, what is something that is undeniably one of the best plays that there is um i'd say for me it'd probably be either hitting a big three in like clutch situation when it's crunch time going down the stretch just a big three gets everybody hyped up and then also just a slam dunk you yeah. throw alley-oop to somebody like when amina was there threw a couple alley-oops to him that's pretty pretty special it's pretty fun Yes, he made it look so easy. Yeah. <laughs> just pretty much throw it in the vicinity. Yeah, you just throw it up. He'll go get it. <laughs> yeah. That was fun, definitely, watching that. Um, Curry, what about you? What's your favorite play? What totally gets you pumped up and fired up? Well, I might be biased as a guy who likes to take some charges, but I think a, char- a good defensive charge at the right time can really get a team going, get a team a lot of momentum. And that just that's a big play for a team. 
Hey, that that you're talking you're talking to a coach, and I'm loving that. I mean, a charge is a momentum swing, and that is something that is fantastic. Um, I'm kind of an and one fan too. I like and ones. Those are those are motivating as well. All right, so I've got a couple great guests here. I'm very excited about picking their brain. We're going to talk a lot of basketball. We're also going to talk a little bit just about general athletics, and we're going to kind of pick their brain on on a variety of topics. And so. Stick around. We're going to take our first break, and we'll be right back with Curry Sutherland and Nick Burry. I'm Jenny Hopkins, and this will we'll be right back on a coach's perspective. Coach's Perspective. I'm Jenny Hopkins. Hey, this segment is sponsored by Highland Dairy. They're owned by dairy farmers, and they've been providing a great selection of nutritious dairy products since 1938. It's a proven fact from scientific studies and professional dietitians that the ideal sports beverage recovery drink available to athletes after a workout is chocolate milk. And Highland Dairy has the best tasting chocolate, and they're a proud sponsor of a Coach's Perspective. Well, I am back with Curry Sutherland and Nick Burry, um, and I'm excited to kind of... Um, you know, pick your brain tonight a little bit. I mean, you ha- you are talented athletes, um, but but it's not by accident. And I want people to know that, and I want to kind of peek inside the brain, if you will, of a high school athlete. And and one of the things that I want to talk about is being a student of the game and how important that concept is. Um, you don't just walk in a gym and start playing. You have to study a game. And so um, I'm going to assume both of you use film. All right. Yes. If, yes. Yes. Very good. Whew. I picked a couple good ones. Um, Curry, I'm going to start with you. Well, how do you use film to make yourself better? Well, actually, we went over some film today in practice, and we you know we really look at our defensive rotations in practice. That's what we use our film mostly for, is for our man zone defensive rotations. And if you have one guy that's not doing the rotation right, then your defense is screwed. You're not gonna. Someone's going to be open. So we use the film to make sure we understand what we did wrong, who rotated wrong, and what we can do better. And the film doesn't lie. It's the right film there. never lies. It's right there. Yes, I love that. And it can be played in slow motion. It can be re <laughs> You can play over and over, as I'm sure it has been in your film Multiple sessions. times. <laughs> what about you, Nick? How do you use film to make yourself a better player? Yeah, like what he said, we run a zone too, so just seeing rotations and then also, just seeing like other teams you're going to play against, their got their best players, and just picking at their tendencies, what they like to do, and as well as seeing how other teams are guarding players, and how I like to look at like what what are teams going to do to me, like so I can be prepared when I go up against this team. Like, okay, this team's going to do this, this, and this to try to stop me. Right. It makes a big difference, I think, to be able to see those rotations and those tendencies, as you said, and. Using film not only to make yourself better um, for your, you know, as a team, but also fundamentally. I mean, there are times where you can see, okay, I'm blocking out, but I'm not making contact, or I'm in the right position on defense and I'm closing out, but my hands aren't up. I'm not, you know. So there's little things too that you can tweak that you think you're doing that you can see. Do you all agree with that? Oh, yes. for sure. And also, I think when you're a student of the game, um, scouting is a really important part of it. Like you were just talking about, is is being able to see film. From your opponents, um, you're able to look at that. What What do you prefer? Does do Do you prefer to know everything you possibly can in a scouting report? Um, I used to have scouting reports that would be you know 20 pages long, 
But some of the players, I would only share two pages, the need-to-know information. Some wanted to know the 20 pages. But, you know, what is your preference? Do you just want to know the need-to-know or every single detail that you can? I'll start with Nick on this. Um, I like to know as much as I can. Obviously, got to know if they can shoot, got to know what their tendencies are, if they're going to drive, like things like that. But as much as I can, definitely will help you out on defense. And then just then also how they play defense. Like are they going to shade you left? Are they going to shade you right? Are they going to back off you? Are they running a zone? Are they running a man? Are they going to trap ball screens, go under them, edge them, or just all the sorts of stuff? Yeah, it makes a big difference. I even put in my scouting report one time that uh, this player had a big fight with her boyfriend this week, so she was under mental stress. <laughs> That's probably not a good thing. But, you know, you also could look at, you know, previous injuries and tendencies of if they, they go to the right, do they go to the left, um, what shoulder should you guard, all of those good things. What about you? What, um, what do you prefer on scouting? I think I prefer to have three or four, like, the most important things about each player, and then I like to have probably – a couple plays our team can run on maybe the other side of the scattering report or somewhere on the scattering report that can really, we'll be able to break down the defense and really help us get a bucket when we need one. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, situational is really important. That is a, that's a great point. And I think it's also really important too um, when you're looking at scouting reports to not just look at the, the tendencies of X's and O's, but the personnel and those tendencies and putting those together. I think that's, that is huge. Um, you know, when, when you go to different games, whether it's a collegiate game or if you go to another high school game or, or even a professional game, um, what is your mentality like? As a, Are you a student? Um, do you sit there and watch some of the plays and some of the fundamentals, or do you just kind of go as a fan and enjoy? Definitely a student, just like looking at every back screen, every slip, just seeing how the guys are using their body, like getting to the lane, getting to the free throw line, just pick up on little things. Yeah, makes a big difference. Yes. When I go to games, I like to you know figure out which posi- which guys in my position, and then I watch them for probably three fourths to half half to three fourths of the game, and then for the last fourth of the game, I like to just be a spectator so I can really mm-hmm. soak it all in. Yeah, I think that um, it's good to have a little bit of a balance to kind of enjoy because I mean you do have you know like you said you, being a spectator is a is a fun part of it. But being able to kind of dissect what someone is doing in your position is a great um, philosophy as well. I think being a student of the game has has also um, a teaching component to it. You know, working camps, working with younger kids, working with you know your middle school teams, or you know giving back in that in that way as well. Um, and I, I think that's something that's really important. Um, I want to talk a little bit. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about some physical skills and fundamentals and development there. But then I'm also going to talk to you a little bit about. Um, uh, mental prep for games as well. So you guys ready to hang in for that? Yes. We're going to take our next break, um, and we are going to uh, come back, and we're going to continue our conversation with Curry Sutherland and Nick Burry. This is Jenny Hopkins, and I want to thank Highland Dairy again for sponsoring this segment, along with Greg and Melinda Burnett, as they support local and thoughtful radio. Welcome back to A Coach's Perspective. This segment is sponsored by Bill Grant Ford and Bolivar. Bill Grant Ford, they know cars, they know trucks, they know SUVs, they know service, and they know how to keep their customers happy and loyal. 
I've been one of them for almost 30 years. Give Kelly Grant and Shane Rainey a call. They will take care of you. 417-326-7671. And thank you also to West Logging. Go to westlogging.com or you can find Danny West on Facebook and he will give you a free consultation and he will treat your land like his own. We also want to thank Craig Lehman with Shelter Insurance. So we are back here with Curry Sutherland from Logan Rogersville and Nick Burry from Greenwood. And we're talking, um, we're, we're having a series on talented high school athletes and kind of picking their brains. So I want to talk a little bit about physical skill development. So sports specific skills and athleticism. So, you know, a lot of times, um, you know, when you get into summer, you know, either you play with your team, you go to team camps and you play multiple games, or maybe you're playing on an AAU team and you're traveling and you're playing multiple games. Um, but a lot of times that is over, that is overshadowing fundamental camps or having those open gyms where you work on those sports specific skills. Um, and some say that the game is losing some of those fundamentals. I don't know that I agree with that. I think we just get them in a different way. But what do you think about how do you work on your sports specific skills when there's, when there's a lot of times that's what's on your own? I'll start with Nick. Yeah. You just got to get in the gym. Even if it is on your own, you just got to be in the gym, work on those things, and just keep working on your craft. I think I, I think you know, I work all year round um, as an administrator, and I don't think in the summertime I walk down the hall and don't hear a ball bouncing. And ninety percent of the time, it's Nick Burry, and he's in there working on his skills. And I think that is very true that you do have to do a lot of that. Where do you find the motivation for that? I mean, because everybody is you know so busy and they have so many things going on. Where do you find the time and the motivation to get in the gym by yourself when nobody's requiring you to and work on your skills? Because I, I love that. It's, it's inspiring. I mean, it's just fun for me. It's like what I like to do, and, I mean, that's what I'm, I am busy with. Oh, let's you know? see. There we go. That is good for sure. What about you, Curry? How do you work on your skills? And it doesn't have to just necessarily be just basketball. Your baseball skills as well. Well, baseball certainly takes up most of my uh, pre- preparation time. But during basketball season, I obviously have a lot of focus on basketball. So I'm on the weekends, I'm trying to go up, get some shots up, dribble a little bit, you know, just try and stay in it. But after basketball practices, I'm having to still do baseball stuff. I got I can't lose my skills because that's obviously my most most important thing right now. Right. So what do you feel like there's a, a big emphasis on fundamentals in your mind? Or would you rather just show up and play pickup? Well, I think that you have to have some fundamentals. I personally, I have to put a big thing on my fundamentals. I, I'm athletic, but I don't have the athleticism that as many people have. There's definitely guys that are faster than me, guys that can jump higher than me, and guys that are more skilled than I am. So I have to be the best me I can be. And what are some of the, the ways that you get motivated to do that? Is it because of what you said earlier in the first segment that you're competitive and you want to be the best that you can possibly be? I'm very competitive. I I have a dad who challenges me to be the best I can be. And then Coach Schaefer, my coach at Rogersville, he, he's on me every day challenging me to be the best I can. And you don't want to disappoint them. Cannot disappoint them. <laughs> right. Um, you know, and, and I think finding that motivation is is really important to be able. And if there were any, you know, uh, little wild cats or little blue jays listening, what kind of advice would you give some of those athletes that are in elementary or even middle school that are aspiring to be the talented players like you are? Um, what kind of advice would you give them on that fundamental work? I just say get in the gym. I mean, at the end of the day, you just got to work hard at it. 
work on those fundamentals, work on the little things. That's what's going to, at the end of the day, separate you. I like that. Separates definitely good from great and great and the best. What about you, Curry? Well, from personal experience, my I didn't really bloom in basketball until I got older, eighth grade on probably. So it doesn't really matter where you are at the younger ages as long as you continue to work and get better. It's where you finish in the high school and how good you are at the end of your career. I like that. I think that's wonderful advice, both of you. That's great advice. I hope uh, there are some young athletes that are listening and, and how important that skill development is because you've got to have that foundational work. You've got to have that to build on. Um, and you got to develop those instincts. Um, and I think that sometimes is through just repetition and through fundamental work. That's really important. Um, so let's talk a little bit about um, the mental preparation. Um, you know, you guys are tough. You guys are strong. But there is some mental prep that you do, whether you realize it or not, before a game, um, whether it's a certain routine that you do or, you know, whatever it is that you do, some visualization. So, you know, each each coach should get to know their players and know what motivates them. Um, that's the signature of a great coach is to be able to get to know each and every player, what motivates them and how can I motivate them to be the best that they can be. So if I'm your coach and I ask you, Curry, how do I motivate you? How do I get you fired up and how do I get you to play your hardest and to play at your best? Well, as a competitor, I'd hope that the coach doesn't have to do a whole lot to get me ready to play a game. I like to put that on myself and, if I'm not ready to play, then I don't have a chance out there. It's you got to be ready to be at the top of your game. But I I don't know. I like to listen to some music sometimes before I play. That just gets calms me down, gets me in a good mood. And it's music is so powerful. It really right. is. Is there a certain song that you that you enjoy that gets you pumped up? I don't think there's a certain song. I like different genres. It different. It just it changes every single game. Oh, that's nice. That's good. So it's not just one you like at all. Anything with a beat? Anything with a beat? Pretty much. <laughs> all right. So is there any kind of ritual that you have um, that you have to do before a game? Are you superstitious on anything? I, I have to get my ankles taped after the halftime of the JV game before every single time. I can't get it done before. I have to get it done directly after. Excellent. Okay. <laughs> okay very, and I'm, I'm assuming that the valuable athletic trainer that is there knows that routine. Yes, I thank them every time. Yes. <laughs> oh, we love our athletic trainers, that's for sure. Um, so what about you, Nick? Tell me a little bit about your, um, you know, your. how do you like to be coached? If I'm your coach and I'm like, Nick, what fires you up? Tell me, what do you want me to do? You want me to yell at you? Do you want me to comb your hair? What do you want me to do? Um, I, I'll do it. I'll do whatever you need me to do. Yeah, like Curry said, I mean, it's, Starts with yourself. Like you just got to be ready to go on your own. Can't rely on anybody else to get you going. But obviously, sometimes in pregame speeches get you going too. And just knowing other teammate or other the team you're playing against, and just competing against them. Yeah, I like that. Um, and I liked knowing that. You know, there were players that uh, sometimes I would have to yell at to get fired up. Sometimes there were players that, you know, like I said, you'd have to comb their hair and you'd have to go, it's going to be okay, you know, you're going to do fine. And, you know, you'd have to kind of motivate them. Um, but what is it that, you know, when you are getting ready to take the floor, um, what is your mentality like? What are you thinking about? Well, like, I'd say like an hour before the game and stuff like that, I like to just laugh, have fun with my teammates, enjoy the moment. I mean, that's the biggest thing, just being in the moment and not thinking about other things, but just really – Focusing on yourself and just then getting ready to play. Yeah. Is there any pregame rituals that you have? 
Um, I like to take naps before games during throughout the day. Really? Yes. <laughs> naps. So yeah, during the blue and gold, I took a nap every day about two to three hours oh, wow. before the games. A power like a power nap, twenty minutes. You ready to roll? Yeah, about thirty minutes. Get up. Oh my goodness. Head of JQH or Great Southern Bank Arena. Yes. Yeah. Good. Good call there. Yep. Oh, we, we love Great Southern. What about you, Curry? Do you, you know? Do you, do you nap? I, I definitely do not nap. Uh, <laughs> yeah, not something I would do. But I like to go eat before games with my teammates. I, I'm a big proponent of you have fun until it's business time. I like to, like Nick, have a good time with my teammates until it's time to get get ready to go. And then when it's time to be ready to go, I'm all business. I like that. That's great. That is great. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about um, during the game. All right, um, you're the mental part of the game. Um, what about making mistakes? Have either one of you ever made a mistake? Multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, ever no, made a mistake? Never no, never did. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll, I'll start with Curry. So no, I'm just kidding. But now tell me a little bit about what you do about making a mistake because you've seen it. You've seen it um, with your teammates. You know, you may have even had moments where you make a mistake and it hinders you from moving forward because, you, you know, you carry it down the field, you up and down the court. How do you release mistakes? What do you think is one of the best ways that you do that? I will start with Curry on this. Well, as a person who I can say I struggle with bad body language sometimes, it's something that I'm trying to work on. Trying Curry, to get better. no. Yes, I know. <laughs> something people don't like to hear. But I'm trying to get better at it. I, I'm lucky to have teammates that are there to pick me up, and I try to do the same for them. But st- struggling with body language is my biggest, biggest issue with that. And do you think sometimes it's, uh, do you even realize that you're doing it? You just need people to call you out? Right. I just, sometimes I just don't think about it. I'm just getting down on myself too fast and I need to realize everybody makes mistakes. It happens. Yeah, it does. And on a logical sense, um, in the moment, it is something that, you know, well, I say in the logical sense right now, it makes sense. In the moment, it's a little bit more difficult. Right. Right. Yeah. It's a little bit more difficult to release it because it's so fresh. And I think that takes time. Um, but, you know, you're also a baseball player. You know, batting averages are, you know, a real high bat- batting average is still a very low percentage. Right. You fail a lot in baseball. Right. <laughs> and so <laughs> I think that's one of the things that, you know, I- even in basketball, you know, a shooting percentage. I mean, if you shoot 50% from three-point line, that's a great three-point shooting percentage. But that's still 50%. You're missing half of your shots. You know, you're still making half, but... That is difficult. Um, so, you know, I think getting over mistakes is a, is a process, and it takes time. What about you, Nick? How do you um, release mistakes if you, if you ever were going to make one? How are- nah. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, mistakes are part of the game. Like, it's really hard, like what Curry's saying. It's really hard not to get down on yourself. And it's, I mean, it takes a lot of work. And I'd say for me, just getting back on defense, really, and just playing hard, just trying to, you know, like, during the blue and gold, there was one possession where kids stole the ball from me, but I was like, right, it made me mad, so I chased him down and ended up blocking him on the other end. But just trying to get back on defense and trying to get it back. Yeah, I like what you said about you know being able to throw your energies into the next play. Um, it is very powerful. Yes. Oftentimes, when you play um, hard like that and you hustle after a mistake, people forget about the mistake because they're noticing your hustle. Um, so the optics of that is, yes, you made the mistake, but they don't even think about the mistake. They're just watching how hard you are going afterwards. But whenever you, you know, if a player decides after a mistake to drop their shoulders or to pout, not, you know, that is something that, you know, is is 
that holds them back. It makes them a step slower. And so I think that's a great way to release it is just to, just to throw yourself into the next play. That's a great technique. Um, what do you what do you say to to some of your teammates if they get down on themselves a little bit? How do you how do you because um, you both are leaders on your team um, and 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 not everybody plays perfect. Everybody makes mistakes. So how do you try to encourage and and motivate your teammates? Uh, well, I'll go with the really basic answer. I try and just tell them that it's okay, it happens, and just move on to the next play because still a lot of game left. Yeah, that's a good one. What about you, Nick? Yeah, I mean same thing really. Just like on like i need you like we got to play together got to trust each other move on from it and just learn from it and go on to the next play all right so so the next thing i want to ask you about is you know we we're talking about you know your own mistakes um what about if if you are being criticized um let's say if you're being criticized by by your coach or or you're criticized um you know, even by a teammate that is saying you know come on now you're better than that let's go you've got to start you know guarding better you got to get this rebound um, how do you handle criticism? How do you view criticism? I'm going to start with Nick on this. Well, first off, when I experience criticism, I try to look at like where it's coming from. And if it's obviously coming from a coach or a teammate or someone I respect, I obviously take it and try to learn from it and try to improve on whatever they're saying and try to be better. But if it's from someone who doesn't know, per se, the game or something, you know, I just try to brush it off and move on. Excellent. That's a great answer. Pop that, Curry. That's it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, but that's a really good answer because oftentimes if you can look at the roots of the criticism and take a moment and um, and soak that in, like where is this coming from and do they want me to be better um, or are they just trying to tear me down? You know, if you can really look at some of those roots, um, you can really filter through how, how you handle criticism. That's a very mature attitude. All right, I'm just kidding, Curry. You'll, I'm sure that you will answer this fantastic as well. Right. Well, uh, constructive <laughs> criticism is very beneficial. I have been given a lot of constructive criticism in all my sports by my dad, my baseball coach, my basketball coach. If you cannot learn from constructive criticism, then you're going to really struggle to get better at what you do. I think that is actually very well said um, because I, I think sometimes that's what holds a lot of players back is they put a shield up and they don't want to hear it or they take it personally. Um, and so, and I know you've had teammates out there, and again, we're going to talk to the little wildcats and the little blue jays. What how, If you've got someone that criticism really bothers them and gets them down and makes them shut down, um, what kind of advice would you have for them to, to get it over it and get to the next play? Nick? Um, just to not take it personal. Like, like, even, like, I tell all my teammates, I'm like, you guys are my teammates, like, I love you guys, and, like, if I yell at you, like, it's not personal. It's just like I, I just know you can be better and do better, and I want you to do better. Right. Yeah, you got to look at where it's coming from, and if it's coming from a good source and a, te- a teammate or a person that's looking out for you and wants you to be better, you got to listen to that and just try try not shut down to the best you can to get better. Well, I'm going to open up a can of worms here. I'm going to talk a little bit. I mean, speaking of criticism, a lot of times criticism happens, you know, electronically, um, you know, on social media. And sometimes that's definitely, you know, someone putting something out there that, you know, that could be someone you can consider the roots. You know, they don't, they don't really know what is happening or what's going on. Um, but talk to me a little bit about social media. I mean, you have never really lived without social media as a part of your life, correct? Yes, it's a big right. part of your life, right? It's a, a lot of how you communicate and how you stay in touch. Um, there is um, some wonderful parts of social media of promoting 
you know, programs and promoting schools, communities, teams, individuals. Um, but what are some of the challenges of social media? I know a lot of the great, wonderful things that, that you can do with social media. Tell me, what do you think are some of the challenges that your age group faces with social media? Let's start with Curry on this. Well, I think that people can get their feelings hurt easily nowadays with social media and being criticized. But, you know, it's one of those things that if you get your feelings hurt, are you are you agreeing with them? Because if you, mm-hmm. like, you just need to get ready to go back to work and just ignore the hate comments. It is what it is. How, where, do you, where did you get this strength? I mean, this is not like, um, you, you know, a lot of high school athletes struggle with this. I mean, struggle struggle with the criticism. How did you uh, find the strength to be able to say things like, hey, if, it, if you agree with them, then you can be upset? I love well, that. I think... I know where I'm at. I know how hard I've worked to get to where I'm at. So if I if I'm not trusting the work I've put in on it, then who's trusting? Who's going to trust it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. It's great. What about you, Nick? Yeah, I mean, if people are hating on you and like posting stuff about you online, you must be doing something right if you're getting all this attention. <laughs> you know, you don't make it till yeah. you're the haters. I guess. The thing is. <laughs> but how how do you um you know let release some of that? And, and and what are some of the other challenges of social media? I mean, really, it's like try not to look at it, but if it's right there, like there's nothing you can do about it. They're going to say stuff. Like you just got to brush it off and move on, like Curry's saying. You just got to trust the work you put in and get ready for the next game. Yeah, I, I think that's uh, well said. And, it, and it's easier said than done, that's for sure, right? Uh, but it is something that is really important. And, and what kind of um, – I. How do you all treat your social media accounts? When you post something, what are some of the thoughts that you have? Um, because, you know, I've, you guys are normally very appropriate on your social media. So tell me, what is it that you're thinking? What is your philosophy on your, your posting? I don't know if I have a philosophy. I just like, I like to post, I'll post pictures that I think look cool or I, that I like. And then I've used my Twitter a lot before I was committed for baseball recruiting stuff. And that's, that's pretty much the, gist of it that's all i use my social media for yeah there you go what about you nick and some people have a philosophy of like oh if my grandmother likes it i can post it or you know what i mean they they try to keep it conservative some people's like i don't care i'm posting whatever i want what is your philosophy on posting i mean i really don't post too much on instagram i think i've got like five posts maybe and then twitter kind of what he's saying just kind of use it for recruiting retweet stat lines and stuff like that yeah, very good. Um, well, let's talk a little bit about that. That's actually a great segue into uh, my next question was recruitment. Um, tell me, you know, Curry, you're going to Missouri State University. You're going to play for Keith Gutton, who um, I believe is the best collegiate baseball coach on the planet. I've, I've met I agree. A, <laughs> and and I, I kind of want to know a little bit about why you made the decision um, to, to, to go to Missouri State. For me, it was a really easy one. It's right next to my hometown. My parents can come see me anytime they want when we're at home. Uh, I like living in Springfield. I wanted to stay close to my house. So I, those are just a few reasons that I chose to stay here, but I'm excited. Yeah, I think, I, I think it's going to be a great experience for you. Um, and Nick, you are in the middle of recruitment. Um, and that is something, you know, I want to wish you the best of luck in. Um, but I think that's something that's kind of exciting. Um, sometimes people look at recruiting as uh, something that is nerve-wracking and it's hard and it's anxious. But um, once you do make that decision and go through that process, it's a great feeling. And so um, 
I wish you the best of luck through that process. Is it going well for you? Yeah, it's going pretty well. Talking to a few schools here and there. Stressful, but it's fun to know that some schools want you and have them reach out to you and be in contact with them. It's, it's a good time. And I know that you will be playing at the next level because so you, you've worked very hard and you definitely have the skills to do that for sure. Um, when you are, when you're thinking about, um, when you're thinking about going to that next level, when you're thinking about playing at that next level, what are some of the variables that you look for in a school? What are you looking for just in generalities? Um, it's going to have to be the right fit, obviously, mm-hmm. first and foremost, for not just only sports, but also academics, you know, maybe somewhere kind of close. Don't want to go too far, but that's good. Something to work out. Yeah, you want to get that degree. Yep. At the end of the day, yes. <laughs> yes. Good for you. Good for you. Uh, all right. So I want to talk a little bit um, uh, about another program that both of you are in, um, and it's uh, a Champs program. And we've talked about it on this show because it came from this show. And Champs is, is stands for Champion Humans and Mentoring Partnerships for Success. Took me a while to come up with that one. <laughs> Um, but we talk about the importance of mentoring and leaderships, and we talk about, um, you know, we excuse me, we have seniors in high school that are paired up with a community member that's been successful, and um, we meet once a month, and we have guest speakers and activities, and then in between meetings, you communicate with your mentor. Um, you are both in that program. Uh, we've only had a couple of meetings, um, and and we have more coming up this spring. Um, but I'm I'm curious at, at just the concept of mentors. Um, what is it that you think is important about having a mentor and having somebody that you can talk to that's not a family member that you can bounce things off of, whether it's this specific mentor or another mentor in your life? Um, how important do you think that is at your age in this transitional year? Curry, I'll start with you. Uh, I think it's very beneficial just to know there's another person out there supporting you, always on your side. Like I got a little text from my mentor, Coach Weemy before the blue and gold championship game is like hey good luck out there like go play hard and it was just very very comforting knowing that he was out there supporting me yeah um yes john leamy is another one of the great coaches i think he might be one of the best men's soccer coaches on the planet from missouri state um and i think he he's done a great job um as a mentor he was actually a guest speaker and um loved the program and decided to be a mentor as well you're with dr frank einhelic and Nick, I think he's a, a great mentor as well. He's been a mentor to a lot of people. Um, so I think this is uh, a great opportunity. But how do you think, why do you think it's important to have mentors in your world? Mentors are huge. I mean, it really just shows you, like, how to be a leader. And they just impart so much wisdom because they've been through things. They've, they're older most of the time. So, like, they know and they from their experiences and just impart a lot of wisdom onto you. Is it easier to listen to, to the mentors and soak in their information than some people that maybe have been close your whole life to you? That's a hard question because a lot of those people might be listening. <laughs> <laughs> You're always going to listen to people that are close to you. But is it nice to, I'm going to rephrase the question to help you out here, but is it also nice to bounce it off of someone that hasn't known you your whole life? I would say it's beneficial to hear a new voice every once in a while. I agree with that. Just an outside source that's not a part of your family but has a, an opinion on situations and also there to help you is very, very beneficial. Yeah, that makes a big difference. It sure does. All right, so I'm going to switch gears a little bit. I'm glad you're a part of Champs, and so thank you for being a part of that program. It's uh, something I'm really proud of, and I hope that you enjoy the, the second half of the season that's getting ready to come up. 
Um, but I got a little game that I like to play called Fast Five. All right, so buckle up. Right. I'm going to ask you five quick questions, and you have to answer them as quick as you possibly can. Um, but you can elaborate. I may have follow-up questions. You never know. Um, so I'll start with Nick and on the first question, and then I'll start with Curry on the second question so that you're not always going first. All right? So tell me first, uh, what is your favorite sports movie? Favorite sports movie? Um, Happy Gilmore. Oh, nice. Moneyball, baseball guy. I love it. Oh, my goodness. Dow, do you believe in the philosophy of Moneyball? Hey, the, the, movie statistics? Makes, the, movie, the movie's making me believe it. So The algorithms that are out there are amazing. It really is. Okay. Um, we're, we already kind of talked about this one. Um, what is your favorite pregame song? You don't really have one. <laughs> yeah, I don't have one. I listen to I listen to so many different. I could not choose one. I listen to country. I like Drake a lot. I'd have to go with probably with one of his songs. I don't know. Okay, all right, very good, Nick. Same thing with him. Just a lot of different music, all different genres, whatever. Whatever. Yep. All right, very good. Okay, um, Nick, I'll start with you on this one. If you could play professionally in any sport basketball because we already know that's an obvious choice for you what sport would you have chosen um i'd probably say football which probably not a good answer with all the injuries but i like i love playing football just to mess around with friends it's a good time all right that sounds wonderful plus you are also a baseball player yes i am for fun that's right yes you play baseball as well all right curry what are you playing I think I'm playing baseball. Well, yeah, there we that, go. That'd have to be my go-to. <laughs> <laughs> I think so, too. <laughs> yeah, that's a good answer. Okay, Curry, if you could have lunch with any sports figure, dead or alive, who would it be and what would you ask them? Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I play third base. I'd probably have to go with a good third base, like a Nolan Arenado or a George Brett, somebody I can just pick their brain with. And- oh, my God. George Brett? Yeah. Thank you for saying that. Yay. <laughs> Huge Royals fan right here. I love watching George Brett. Yeah. Okay. Very good. What would you ask him? I don't know what I, I don't, just what they do to go before a game, how they what their mindset was playing third base at that level. I mean, there's just so many there's too many questions to ask. I mean, they've they're obviously two of the best at their position probably ever. Yeah, that's impressive. All right. Very good. What about you, Nick? Probably Larry Bird. My favorite Larry player. Bird. Yep. There you go. Yep. All right. Very good. What would you ask him? Just like he said, a lot, so many questions, you know, just trying to pick his brain, his mentality, like, again, what he does before a game and how he deals with different situations within the game. Very good. I love that. That's fantastic. All right. Um, last one. Nick, what's your dream job? Dream job. Mm, that's, I don't know. I really. I'll give you. I'll give you a moment to think, Curry. Do you know? If I wasn't able to play professionally anywhere, I'd have to say being in a front office for a baseball or basketball team or something. I'd like back to the money. I'd like. (laughs) I'd like to stay in sports. I think that'd be really, really fun. Sports management major coming right up. Good. Okay. Nice. All right. And and have you thought thought of one, Nick? I mean, not really. There's a lot. There's a lot of tough things out there. But I can't can't give you one right now. All right. We're going to do some career testing with you. All right. <laughs> Find out what, what your dream job is. Um, I know that you've had a lot of supporters and you've had a lot of people that um, have, have been supportive of your athlete careers. Is there anybody you want to give a quick shout-out to 
um, for supporting you along this way. I'll start with Nick. Uh, I'd like to give a quick shout-out to my family, mom and dad, and my siblings as well. Yeah, I mean, my family has got me to all my baseball tournaments. I have a hitting cage. I have players. To, uh, I, they've given, given me every single opportunity I can have to be the best I can be. That's awesome. That is awesome. When you are well on your way, that is for sure. Um, thanks for being here tonight. I really um, have enjoyed this conversation and peeking into a high school athlete's brain. Thank you for letting me do that and, and being here on a coach's perspective. I, I appreciate that. Thanks yeah. for having us. Yes, thanks for having us. And I'll see you at Champs. All right. Right? <laughs> Very good. All right, well, we're going to quickly move into our post-game talks sponsored by Story Construction. Go to story, S-T-O-R-E-E dot com. Um, we are preempted next week, but on January 18th, we're going to have some premier female players. Cayman Beckmeyer, Reagan McAllen, Alyssa Joyner, Macy Mays, Maddie Cartwright, Anna Trusty. They're all going to join us. Um, and if you have a player for any of this, this series that I'm doing in January, send me a message at a coach's perspective at gmail.com. Um, and, and don't forget, you can always find out show lineups at a coach's perspective.com and follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Now for your post game talk. You know, the holidays are over, and so are the holiday tournaments. The tradition, once again, was filled with wonderful memories and exciting games. We are profiling individuals this month in our series, but let's remember that these individuals are successful in part to what they do on their own and how hard they work, but also because of the teams and coaches that they have. In a team sport, gratitude for the greater picture is the best perspective. Remember, though, that you must do your part. You must make sure you are working hard to accomplish what needs to be done for your team. It's cliche, but you're a part of something bigger than yourself. And that's how champions do it. I'm going to tell you guys you do every single week. Be a good human. Be and live your life like a champion. This is Jenny Hopkins, and this has been A Coach's Perspective.